is Jack Scallions. Would you join me for just a few moments from my heart to yours? In light of recent happenings in the Middle East, I want to speak to you today on the history of the nation of Israel, God's time clock. The nation of Israel is unique in the history of world civilization. It remains as the sole nation started by God with the express purpose of impacting all other nations. God gave to all nations three things through Israel, a knowledge of monotheism in a polytheistic world, the Bible written and preserved by Jewish men, and the Messiah, who was the virgin-born Son of God, born of a Jewish maiden. Anyone who occasionally watches the news will note this tiny country consistently being center stage in world affairs. Israel is one-nineteenth the size of California, it's about the size of New Jersey, 60 miles at its widest, and between 6 to 10 miles at its narrowest. It's a democratic republic surrounded by 22 hostile dictatorships that are 640 times her size and 60 times her population. The last statistic I read estimated the Jewish population worldwide to be less than 16 million, with almost 6 million living in the United States and about the same number living in Israel. Jews make up approximately 80% of Israel's total population. That same article set the Arab population at over 300 million. In Genesis chapter 12, God called Abraham of Ur of the Chaldees to the land now known as Israel. In verse 2, he explains the purpose of making a great nation from Abraham and his descendants. The next verse, verse 3, God proclaims blessings on those who bless Israel and a curse on those who stand against Israel. He then denotes that this new nation shall bring blessings on all families of the earth. Egypt and Babylon and Media Persia and Greece and Rome and more recently Germany are proof of the validity of that curse. All these and all others who have attacked God's chosen people Israel are rubble on the floor of history. Yet Israel hath preserved its national identity, even when scattered into virtually every major country of the world. May the 14th, 1948, David Ben-Gurion, the head of the Jewish agency, declared the establishment of a Jewish state in Eretz, Israel, to be known as the State of Israel. He later became the first prime minister. I'm old enough today to remember the Six-Day War in 1967 and this tiny new country defending itself. I recall Goldie Meir and her staunch stand against Israel's enemies. She had a quick wit. I remember in an interview with an American journalist, she was asked if she would trade her main general, Moses Diane, for one of uh, America's generals. She quipped, I'll give you Moshe Diane for two American generals, General Motors and General Electric. In its inception, Israel was promised by God a specific land, a geographically bound piece of real estate. God also promised a people, a nation of people so great in number that they would be like the stars in heaven, the dust of the earth, and the sand of the seashore. God established his promises with an unconditional covenant. This Abrahamic covenant was fleshed out in Genesis exclusively to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And this covenant was and is a heart's desire for Jews throughout history. 
The original land promised by God to Israel was bordered on the west by the Mediterranean Sea and on the east by the Euphrates River. It was a swath 350 miles from north to south, 850 miles wide on the southern border, and 200 miles wide at its northern border. Uh, it's a, today, Israel only occupies just a fraction of that covenant promise. No nation on earth has, has more detailed historical records than Israel. It began with one man, Abraham, and his wife, Sarah. Their promised son Isaac and his bride Rebekah carried on the covenant promise through Jacob, twin brother to Esau. Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, meaning a prince with God, had 12 sons who became the heads of the 12 tribes which make up the nation. God sent Joseph, Jacob's son, by Rachel into Egyptian slavery as an advance man to bring the 70 members of Jacob's family to Egypt where they would be in captivity for 430 years. Moses led them out, 600,000 men strong, gave them the law at Mount Sinai, piloted them through the 40 years of wilderness wanderings. Joshua brought them into the promised land, divided it among the 12 tribes. After the period of the judges, God allowed Israel to have its first king, Saul. King David followed, then Solomon, David's son. After Solomon, the nation was divided into the 10 northern tribes and the two southern tribes. After a succession of kings, the northern tribes were taken into captivity to Assyria. The southern two were taken into captivity to Babylon. Seventy years later, Cyrus issued a Persian decree for those exiles to return to their homeland. The two primary leaders were Ezra the priest, Nehemiah the layman. Israel chaffed under the domination of first Babylon, then Media Persia, then Greece and Rome from 538 B.C. to 416 A.D. Although the Jews never lost their national identity, occupation of their homeland and scattering of the people continued until 1948. Today, Israel is in their homeland, and they're facing a boiling cauldron of opposition. In the end-time prophecies, Israel again comes to the forefront. Some have said it is God's time clock. The next event on the prophetic clock is the rapture of the church, followed by the tribulation. It is at the beginning of this seven-year tribulation that the Antichrist will establish a peace treaty with Israel. After three and one-half years, he'll break that treaty and begin a horrible purge of all who defy him. This is known as Jacob's trouble. The tribulation ends with an all-out attack on Israel called the Battle of Armageddon. The millennium or kingdom age will follow the tribulation with Jesus entering Jerusalem at the second advent of his second coming called the Revelation. Christ will rule and reign on a literal throne in Jerusalem for 1,000 literal years. This kingdom age was the hope of all Old Testament Jews. Anti-Semitism is on the rise worldwide today, with many nations calling for the annihilation of the Jews. Israel is more than our sole ally in the Middle East. Israel is God's chosen nation, and it is fighting for its life today. The atrocities of recent days are but an inkling of the prophecies concerning the tribulation staged primarily in this Middle East area. No one can deny today that God has blessed America. It is very possible that a great portion of those blessings came because America has, in the past, been a friend and ally to Israel. 
Forces are at work to lead our nation to turn its back on Israel. Any serious student of the scripture holds Israel in high esteem. I certainly hope that our great nation never finds itself aligned with those nations who are anti-Israel. We should remember the warning of Genesis chapter 12 and verse number 13. Be careful, America. This is Jack Scallions. I want to thank you for allowing me the opportunity today to share a few moments from my heart to yours.